embark on a show about four people who find themselves thrust into the backstories of pop culture history. Join Christopher DeVos, J.L. Trost, Laura DeVos, and Sabrina Pierre as they poorly impersonate celebrities, drink a lot of beer, and answer very hard trivia questions. You are now listening to... Podcast 42. Why are we under house arrest again? Because I didn't do it. If anyone did it, it would be JL with those sneaky beady rat eyes of his. I don't have rat eyes. Oh, I bet you have rat eyes. If not in your head, in a jar somewhere. Probably in your pantry, next to the pickles. She, uh, she might have you there. You do have a lot of pickle jars. I have an acceptable number of pickle jars. Thank you. All right, guys. We aren't under house arrest, Sabrina. We're just going to interview Robert Downey Jr. at his house. I thought we were going to drink with Tony Stark and ride out the quarantine with a Marvel movie marathon. I love the Marvel movies. Don't get me wrong, but uh, I'm a little burnt out. I'd rather do uh, a Sherlock Holmes marathon. Chris, that's only like two movies. It takes more than two movies to make a marathon. doesn't matter how many movies. I'll be asleep by the middle of the first one anyway. Ooh, a nap. I love naps. Maybe he has multiple beds that we can sleep in while JL and Chris ask him a bunch of dumb questions. Hey, uh, if they're doing all the work, what am I going to do? One, Laura, our questions will not be dumb, but highly intelligent, Mm -hmm. yet entertaining on, like, kiss-ass late-night talk shows. And two, Sabrina, I already said I'm going to drink beer and watch all the Marvel movies and back to school. Yeah, seems right. Can't go wrong with Vintage Dangerfield. Well, ladybugs. Mm, Touche. None of that helps me with what I'm going to do. Well, maybe I can help with that. Who said that? I did. I already let Mr. Stark know you are here. Don't you mean Mr. Downey? Uh, yeah, and besides, didn't Tony Stark die at the end of Endgame? Whoa, spoiler alert. I would never spoil a movie for anyone. Chris, stop evil-eyeing me. Inside note, she spoiled Endgame for me. Guys, some of us still haven't seen that movie yet. Well, stay away from Laura or go watch it on Disney+. Plus. It has been out for over a year now. Listen, it's on my list right after I finish watching The Office for research for this very podcast, people. Didn't you humanoids already release that episode? Calm it down, Shadebot. Only we get to point out comical character flaws in the character Sabrina plays. Yeah, only they get to point out comical character flaws in the character I play. All right, all right, enough setup banter already. Can we just meet Mr. Stark, like, maybe in this episode? You mean uh, Robert Downey Jr.? That's what I said. Yes, please come in and make yourself comfortable. There are drinks in the fridge and food on the table. Oh, look, he has the little cocktail weenies. I love little weenies. That's what she said. So immature. Besides, you should never point out a robot's little weenie. You thought I was being immature? I'm going to grab a beer. Anybody want one? There's no beer in this house. That's what you think. JL Beer Cooler. It's cooler than you think. JL Beer Cooler. So, now that we snuck some beer into uh, Robert's house, what is it? It's from Stone Brewery. It's the Tropic of Thunder Lager. I see what you did there. That's right. You were saying something earlier before we started the show, how something about we may not like this one, or? The aftertaste. The aftertaste. Usually, Stone Brewery has a very strong aftertaste. Because so far, I'm not, I'm not giving it a bad review yet give it time (laughs) (laughs) all right well stay tuned to the end of the episode when we rate the beer we use a rating system of one through six which represents a six pack this makes sense to everybody in the world except for one lone canadian in Kissimmee. how did you do that yes jarvis i think we would all like to know that it's robert downey jr yes it is it's really iron man 
I am Iron Man. It's really Sherlock Holmes. Elementary, my dear Christopher. It's really Dr. Doolittle. Don't ever mention that movie again. Sorry, she doesn't get out much. <sighs> she got out enough to see that stinker. So what type of podcast are we doing on myself? Well, it's a satirical biography with us just kind of, you know, making up stuff as we go along. We're really just going to make it all up. Sounds about right. Let's get this thing started. Would it be all right if I laid down on this really comfy couch when we did this? Of course. Just be careful. I've taken plenty of naps on that couch. That couch is Peruvian leather and has been blessed by the ancient sleeping god of that nation. It costs a fortune. Oh, I can see why. And it's pink, my favorite. Well, I bought it from pink. I love pink. I'm so napping on it now. Can I ask the first question? I mean, it doesn't really matter because I'm going to ask the first question. But how did you get to be a junior? My father is named Robert Downey as well. So that makes me a junior. Whoa, that's so informative. I didn't know how that worked. I'm going to be Sabrina Jr. from now on. Uh, that's not how that works, Sabrina. That's not how that works what? What? You know what. Fine. That's not how that works, Sabrina Jr. Thank you. Well, this is off to a great start. Why don't we end this now, and I'll have Jarvis bring you folks a cheese and cracker plate, and then you can be on your way. Oh, can I ask the second question? I mean, it doesn't matter, because I'm going to ask the second question. What makes you an actor? I guess not, and is she serious? Yeah, but you don't have to answer that. But I really want to know. Sabrina, he performs his different characters on stage and film. That's what makes him an actor. Precisely. Thank you for answering that. The sleepy one seems to be the most attentive. Well, that doesn't sound very interesting when you say it like that. How is she supposed to say it? Like Wikipedia. He becomes who he is playing at all times, acting out his role and everything he does. Hence, he becomes the role in mind, body, and soul. He is no longer playing the part, but he has become the part. Very method of you, Sabrina. Very method of you what? Very method of you, Sabrina Jr. Thank you. Acting. Can we please just get back to the interview we came here to do? Also, didn't you mention a cheese plate? I did, with summer sausage on it. Excuse me, Laura. You can interview me if you like. Great. The AI butler wants to be interviewed now. Jarvis, if we have time after Robert's interview, then we'll talk. Right now, there should be a cheese plate coming and hold the summer sausage. That's what she said. Got you back. What kind of crackers are on it? Oh, I hope it's not cheese. It's... I like butter crackers. Good call. Right. Got it. Please continue the interrogation of my maker. Yes, please. Continue the interrogation of me. You can't see it in podcast world, but I have my legs crossed in a very Robert Downey Jr. way. Oh, it's not an interrogation, but more of an informal session discussed as storytelling. Then let me begin. Finally. Now, this is a story all about how some drugs turned my life upside down, and I'd like to take a minute as you sit right there and tell you how I came back as the king of the Marvel heirs. Nice wordplay. Shoot some b-ball outside. No, no, Chris, no. School. No. But I, I, no. Love, I love singing random song lyrics. It's my thing. I know, but it shouldn't be. So, back to me. I was born into an acting family. My father, Robert Downey Sr., was an actor and filmmaker. My mother was an actress who appeared in a few of my father's films. Oh, a family business. My family had a business, but it wasn't as good as that. My dad was a door-to-door salesman who specialized in ice cream scoops that were different shapes. Some shapes were big sellers like the Star and the Moon ones, but most like the Circle just didn't sell. Aren't most ice cream scoops circular? Oh, yeah, but Dad's had a hole in the middle, so the ice cream would, like, plop out. It would even make the noise when it passed through the scoop. I'm not sure what's happening here. Oh, don't worry about it. Most of her stories are like this. She's the modern-day version of Rose Nyland. Oh, gotcha. By the way, Sabrina Jr., drugs are bad. And speaking of drugs, I used to do drugs. Oh, we know. No, I mean I used to do a lot of drugs. Oh, we know. Everyone knows, actually. Like I was high the moment I woke up until I finally passed out again that night. Smoke on the water. That was the first drug I did. I smoked my first joint when I was six years old. My dad thought it would be a good idea for me to try it. But six, I was just thinking about what Barbie I wanted next. I just wanted a new Transformer. I was just hoping to get rid of the training wheels on my bike. Sabrina Jr., the training wheels came off quick for me. 
I started doing drugs with my dad in a weird father-son bonding moment. It was a connection of love and abuse. It would later send me spiraling down in ways that I would never be prepared for. Drugs are bad, Mr. Hat. My father regretted it later on, but the damage was already done. So after your father got you started using drugs, when did you decide to become an actor? It's the family business, Laura. I'm sure he was born into it. Like being a door-to-door ice cream scoop salesman. Yes, and in a way, my dad gave me the scoop with the hole in the middle of it. Oh, that's deep. I acted in my first movie when I was five. I played a puppy. Aww. I know. It wasn't until I dropped out of high school that I started to consider acting as a real career choice. So you moved to California to get that film career started? No. I was going to school in California at the time. Well, at least you didn't have have far to go. You only had to go up the road to start making movies. I moved to New York City after dropping out and hoped to make it there. Yeah, makes sense to me. If you can't make it there, you can't make it anywhere. New York, New York. Chris, you do realize no one is going to do a kick line with you. Oh, I will. Looks like fun. Count me in. What the hey? Count me in too. So be careful not to throw your hip out again. Also, don't kick the keys plate. Right. I'll sit this one out. You're You're lost. Squirrel. Topic. I don't get it. They're easily distracted, sir. Like that dog in Up. So, does that mean one of them has to wear the cone of shame? Maybe, sir. Let me get it prepared just in case. I have listened to 71 episodes of this show. This is about the par for the course. You have a cone of shame? I have three dogs. Of course I do. (sighs) That was fun. So, so tired. Uh, so Robert, when did your career start to take off? I went to New York, like I said. Started performing whatever I could. I took roles on and off Broadway just to pay the bills. It wasn't until I performed in the short-lived musical American Passion, which was produced by Norman Lear, that I finally got noticed. Finally getting the attention you deserve. I know! Becoming the Hollywood megastar you were meant to be! It helped get me some supporting roles in a few movies. Weird Science was a huge break for me and helped get me more attention. I joined Saturday Night Live in 1985 as part of the new, younger cast, which was going to make me an even bigger star too bad you're considered as one of if not the worst cast member ever on saturday night live on paper it should have worked joan cusack michael mckean randy quaid besides i was not the worst cast member on the show i mean have you seen anthony michael hall or joe piscopo actually joe's piscopo's run was really good it was when he left the show that his career started to tailspin regardless i am and forever will be a better actor than joe piscopo Sir, you have another visitor. Who is it? Never mind. Just let them in. I heard you bad-mouthing me again. I just shut up on steroids if you're wondering why I talk like this. I warned you about that, Downey. And I was better SNL cast member than you. And if you think I'm a bad actor, go watch Johnny Dangerously and tell me otherwise. Coin, coin, coin! (laughs) (laughs) I only have... Three character voices that I rotate. <laughs> coin, 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 coin. coin. That is one of them. The other one's Grover, and the other one's uh, which Emo Phillips. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad he didn't Emo Phillips. <laughs> I wasn't bad mouthing you, and I have seen that movie. You were mediocre at best, and your performance in Sidekicks is just as bad. I think those are the only movies he ever made. I made more. But they're too highbrow for this crowd. Stop trash talking and leave me out of your biased biography. No problem. I'll stop talking about you if you promise to never make another movie again. Deal. Already did it six years ago. Well, thank you for stopping by, Mr. Piscopo. Have a good day. Deuces, suckers. He seemed nice. Did you know he had an uncredited role in 1976's King Kong? Anyway, you guys seem like good friends. Sure. Friends. When you've been in this business as long as I have, you're bound to make a few enemies along the way. Any enemies we need to know about? Not that I can think of, but I'm sure they'll pop up when I least suspect it. Like the movie Clue? I love the movie Clue. I wasn't in Clue. But Michael McKean was. Well, full circle on that combo. What did you do after Saturday Night Live? I bet you started more movies. Mostly in leading roles, too. I did act in more movies. I also did a lot of drugs, mixed with a side of alcoholism. Drugs, alcohol, and Hollywood. A deadly combination if it isn't managed well. I managed it well, all right. 
I managed it so well that nobody knew the addictions I was battling. I acted alongside Rodney Dangerfield and back to school. And like he always said, I got no respect. It was a supporting role after supporting role. And all I wanted was a lead. It wasn't until I got cast in Less Than Zero that I finally felt like my career was going in the right direction. Wasn't that a role about drug addiction? Yes. There was drug addiction that my character dealt with. And it felt like I wasn't playing a role. More like I was being myself. Art imitating life. That was very zen of you, Chris. Thanks. I'm very feng shui. And call me Chris Jr. You too? I think you mean feng shui. No, feng shui, like the cartoon dog. No, that was Hong Kong fooey. Like I said, 71 episodes of this. Focus, people. (laughs) Back to me. So, that role opened a whole new door of parts for me to play. I was still struggling with drugs and alcohol, but success made it a whole lot easier to get said drugs and alcohol. So I guess I wasn't struggling that bad (laughs) yet. So you were Zen as well? In a stoned out of my mind way? Then yes. What roles are being offered with your newfound success? Hopefully another movie with Rodney Dangerfield. No, unfortunately. Though it was offered, I would have taken it in a heartbeat. Back to school too, the college years. Uh, back to school took place in college, Sabrina. I knew that. I meant back to school too, the grad school years. Still would have taken place at a college. So instead, I was offered a role in Soap Dish and also a part acting alongside Mel Gibson in Air America. Best movie about a plane until Operation Dumbo Drop came out. Wouldn't Airplane be the best movie about a plane ever? I don't know. Passenger 57 is a classic Wesley Snipes film and a better plane movie. How about Snakes on a Plane? No. No. I will settle this. Drop Zone is not a great movie, and Airplane is the best movie about a plane. Case closed. Wasn't Kevin Klein in Soap Dish? I like Kevin Klein. Yes, he was in that with me, and he was great to work with. I wish I was working with Kevin Klein. And I wish I was working with Rolling Stone, but here we are. Sir, would you like me to schedule an interview with Rolling Stone? Yes, and also schedule a real podcast interview as well. Joe Rogan or something? No problem. Scheduling an interview with Fan Counters now. Oh, they're good. But not Joe Rogan. Okay, let's get back on topic, guys. That's rich coming from you people. Anyways, what roles came up next? Arguably the biggest role of my career yet. I was cast as the lead in Chaplin. Great movie. And you had an amazing performance in it. Thank you. Too bad the Academy didn't see it that way. Best actor nomination that year, and yet you lost to Al Pacino. I don't get it. It's uh, Scent of a Woman. Uh, Al Pacino keeps saying that line throughout the movie. I do the most preparation that I've ever done for a role. I learned how to play tennis left-handed. Learned to play the violin. Learned all of Chaplin's mannerisms. And I essentially became Charlie Chaplin for the role. I lived Chaplin 24-7. I even painted my eyeballs to only see in black and white. Ouch. All of that, and I still lose out on an Academy Award to a catchphrase. Hoo-ah! Jail, stop that. I'm sorry you didn't win the Academy Award. It's all right. And I appreciate that, Laura. Junior. Oh, you don't have to call me that. I still have time to win one. But the accolades that I receive from millions of fans justifies how I've done in my career. Didn't you uh, make a documentary after that? I did. I wrote a documentary on the presidential campaigns that were run in 1992. It was new territory for me, and it was a new... Meh. A new meh. Yeah. <laughs> I it, love new mehs. Yeah. Plop. <laughs> <laughs> Good timing. <laughs> and it was a way for me to explore some new things creatively. Unfortunately, I was also trying new drugs to help spark this newfound creativity. Like a bad psychedelic trip. Yes, Sabrina Jr. But instead of acid, I was doing heroin, cocaine, and marijuana. Marijuana. Why did you say it like that? Because it's fun. Marijuana. You should try that. Marijuana. Oh, I like that. You're a professional. Robert, don't fall into the squirrel trap. So the drugs, did it hurt you creatively? At the time, I didn't think so. But run down the road, that would prove to be false. I was still making movies, taking a lead in heart and soul, while taking grittier roles in movies like Natural Born Killers. You played the journalist following the killers around. It was a darker role for me to take in a darker time of my life. Drugs were taking over me, and I just couldn't stop. I got arrested for the first time in 1996 for possession and speeding. Just a month later, 
I would get arrested for trespassing while high, and they found me passed out in one of my neighbor's beds. They put me on probation and ordered drug testing. I ended up missing a drug test, and that was the first time I went to jail. And during all of this, you still acted in movies. And were considered an extraordinary actor. Considered an extraordinary actor? He still is an extraordinary actor. I know he is. This was just a trying period for him. I'm just trying to see what he was thinking about while all this was going on. Drugs. Drugs. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. No, Dale. Just drugs. Actually, Laura Jr., he is right. Well, right about everything but the rock and roll. I had spent six months in jail, and when I got out, even with the mandatory drug testing, I still wanted to get high. The biggest role I took during this time was opposite Tommy Lee Jones in U.S. Marshals. All right, well, listen, it's just Laura, no Junior. Just play along, Laura Junior. Wasn't U.S. Marshals the sequel to the Dog the Bounty Hunter movie? Dog the what movie? Yeah, you know, the Dog Junior, the Bounty Hunter movie where he goes to collect the bounty, you know, on the little porcupine aliens before they kill everybody on the farm and take over Earth. You mean critters? Yeah, critters. Uh, that's one. Who writes a critters reference into a Robert Downey Jr. biopic? Uh, apparently, that's what your show is known for. Oh, yeah. Dog the Bounty Hunter wasn't in Critters. U.S. Marshals was a sequel to The Fugitive. Oh, yeah. I know The fugi- Fugitive. Uh, that starred Ray Liotta Jr. on the plane with the snakes. No. I believe that was Turbulence and wasn't a good movie. And not every movie about planes has snakes. It should. I'll tell you what. It was no Air America. Suck up, a junior. Suck up. Yep. It's fine. The movie didn't do as well as they had hoped. I still think we did a good job making it. What I didn't do was a good job of going to my drug tests. I would miss another one and get sentenced to three years in jail. Well, that's a long time. It wasn't, though. I would only spend a year in prison before I qualified for an early release. Well, that was lucky. That's not lucky. That's that's Hollywood. Well, someone's a little feisty. What was lucky was getting offered a role in Ally McBeal as soon as you got out of the prison. I was fortunate enough to get offered a good role as soon as I was released from prison. It was my comeback role that got me an Emmy nomination and a Golden Globe win. It still wasn't enough to keep me clean, though. Still doing the same drugs and getting in the same trouble, huh? J.L. Jr. being nice. I'm sure this was just a one-time thing. Sadly, it wasn't. I would get arrested a few times and eventually get fired from the show. I even had a spot lined up to play Hamlet on stage in a production that Mel Gibson was going to direct. I guess that didn't happen. It didn't. Mel canceled the production after my second arrest when I got busted carrying cocaine and Vicodin. Guess it was time to go back to jail. Not again! Don't worry, Sabrina Jr. I didn't go back to jail. Damn it! Sabrina Jr., I said I didn't go to jail. I went to rehab instead and was put on probation. Oh, yeah, that's better than jail. Did you say, no, no, no? Um, That's not appropriate, Chris. But oddly relevant. How much longer until we get to your comeback? Rehab was better than jail, and we are almost there. I missed out on doing a movie with Woody Allen during rehab, but it was more beneficial for me to get clean. If I got clean, then I could work again and maybe be a better actor. And man for it. Missing out on a Woody Allen film is a big deal. Yeah, Woody Allen doesn't do anything minor. No, just minors. hey Way to steal my one-liner. I do what I can. Minor or not, it would have looked great on my resume. I ended up getting my first job from another former addict. Elton John Jr.? Actually, oddly, yes. I got to lip-sync in a music video for his song, I Want Love. Junior? Just go with it. Okay. Well, you know me. I'm always up for giving and getting a second chance. Elton John, what are you doing here? No, Chris. That's not how you deliver the line. You should say, Stuart, what are you doing here? I love that SNL skit. Right? I sometimes stay here over the, here on the weekends. I do a Lion King sing-along for Robert and his family in exchange for gifts. Ooh, what kind of gifts? Cocaine and Disneyland tickets, but mostly cocaine. I thought you stopped doing drugs. That's just what I tell the press. I still like to dab in the nose candy every now and then. I'm clean. I just know a guy who can get me what he wants, so why not? If I can get a full performance for my family. Can I get some blood tonight? It is what I want. 
It's enough for this wide-eyed wanderer to get me very high. I'll make the call, sir. Thank you, Jarvis. So, uh, Elton, how did you decide on RDJ for the video? Don't do that. <laughs> do what? Don't call me RDJ. Okay, gotcha. So, um, how did you decide on Jailboy for the video? I'm oddly okay with that. I wanted to call the song I Want Cocaine, but love seems to sell more. I also got Robert hired because I thought he would bring the cocaine. You know, win-win. That seems to be the right call. It was, and we've been friends ever since. Thanks, Elton. I'll see you later for the movie. Cheers. I feel like Elton John Jr. is following us. He seems to pop up when we least suspect him. He must just have good taste in podcasts. Are we doing a show on Elton or on me? You, Iron Man! Then let's get back to it then, shall we? Mel Gibson called me up and I said I owed him one because of Hamlet. I agreed and he got me a role in The Singing Detective. Oh, I love musicals! That led to a role opposite Halle Berry in Gothica. Oh, Sabrina Jr. hates scary movies. Oh, that's true. How did you know? I don't know. I just feel like we've been down this bit before. The movie wasn't as scary as it was bad. It's okay, though, because that got me a leading role in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Shane Black's first film as director. Yeah, he was definitely a little wet behind the ears. But it was one of the most fun experiences I ever had making a movie up until then. Was it like a sign of things to come? Yes, I got to play Lois's brother on Family Guy. He was the fat guy strangler. Yeah, great time doing an animated show. They have some good jokes on there. Sure, like the chicken fight. Huh? Laura doesn't like it when Peter and the chicken fight. She says it goes on too long and takes away from the joke. I have to agree with her on that one. I think if you have a joke that shows up in multiple episodes, it needs to be done right. Oh, I like it when it's done right. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the moment you've been waiting for in this story, and I think you people are ready to hear it. Finally, Iron Man! Wait, what do you mean, you people? I mean, you podcasters are ready to hear about my favorite movie that I've ever done. Tropic Thunder was one of the most fun movies that I've ever had the privilege to be a part of. Wait, you mean to tell me that you had more fun doing blackface than starting what has become the Marvel Cinematic Universe? No, it wasn't more fun to do that. But it was necessary for the role. It was a parody of how some actors go to extremes to play a part. Now it's considered to be a very controversial role. In fact, the whole movie was hit by controversy from... Ben Stiller's portrayal of a handicapped person to you putting on blackface. Critics still loved it. I love it. Wait, wait. Ben Stiller was being handicapped? I thought he was Zoolander in that movie. <laughs> oh, crap. You that wasn't your... the Zoolander sequel? No. no. Or prequel? When did it come out? <laughs> oh, it's one of the few Ben Stiller oh, I thought movies Sabrina I like. didn't go out and watch movies. I watched them both. I just thought he was Zoolander. <laughs> Ben Stiller has one role. Mm. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I was afraid that could happen. But in the end, the role got me an Academy Award nomination for Best Supporting Actor. It's definitely a role that would get me in more trouble today. But what about Iron Man? That movie came out the same year as Tropic Thunder, and it might be the role you are most known for. I know. Please just talk about Iron Man so he'll quit asking. I'm begging you. But... I wanted to know more about the Tropic of Thunder beer. The Tropic of Thunder beer? The Tropic of Thunder beer is what the beer is, the name of the beer. Even though the movie was Tropic Thunder, we are drinking Tropic of Thunder lager. I see. Sabrina, it's not that part of the show yet. That's that's more towards the end. (sighs) Fine. Let's hear about Iron Lad Jr. I am Iron Man. It was supposed to be a role that I would give more presence to because of who I was as an actor and would help get more public interest in the movie. So you were going to make it more marketable to see a comic book movie. Exactly. I thought you were the perfect choice to play Tony Stark after everything you went through in your life leading up to that point. I definitely related more to Tony Stark than most would, given my addiction issues. I thought it was a good role and signed on for more movies right away. I wish they would have put the demon in a bottle storyline in one of the movies. It seemed like they were hinting at it in the first one and a little in the second one. I agree. That's one of the few memorable things of the second movie, uh, besides the introduction of Black Widow. I wanted to touch on it, but as we saw more kids were going to see the movies, we dropped that part of the story. Yeah, that makes sense. You don't want the centerpiece of what you're trying to build be launched by a drunk. Elementary, my dear Chris. 
Uh, <laughs> I get that reference. It's Sherlock Holmes Jr. It is Sabrina Jr. It was the first role I took after making the first Iron Man movie. I like those movies. Jude Law was a good Watson. Yes, he is. Always acting like he has a stick up his ass all high strung because he doesn't know what Holmes will do next. We made two of those movies with the third one still in development. I'm looking forward to playing Sherlock one more time. Those are two of my favorite movies you've ever made. It's just been so informative. I don't know what we should ask next. Do we have any questions left? Haven't we learned everything from what I've told you so far? Only one way to find out. No, please. Chris, don't do this. Do what? I'm going to make him do it. Don't worry, I got this covered. Get out your pens and papers and your scented markers, because it is pop quiz time. This is why I misplaced my line earlier, because I was loading up the pop quiz. (laughs) This pop quiz is called Robert Dowry Jr. Exists in Another Universe, where he sells brides for money, or... Robert Downey Jr. is used to do big stuff in the MCU, but now he's going to do little. But I'm bumped. Five general knowledge facts on Robert Downey Jr. in order of the easiest to the hardest. <laughs> to test your knowledge score, one point. I love our silence during that. For each correct answer, I'll just insert cricket noises. In oh no, no, they were there. They were there. <laughs> they brought themselves. Question number one: What superhero does he play? You're welcome for the Give Me, because there's no other Give Me's after that. Hi, getting one right. That's the only I movie I cared about. All I got right. Um, Actually, only, only two movies I cared about. One and three. I don't talk about two. This might be a second Give Me. For which film did Robert Downey Jr. earn his first Academy Award nomination? Question two. Hint, it was in the script. Crap. <laughs> Hint, we just See, talked about it. <laughs> Not more than three minutes ago. Hint, it's not Tropic Thunder. God damn it. <laughs> His first Academy Award nomination. Uh, it's under High Lie, the story of High Lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be looking at your recipe covered script. <laughs> Don't you be looking at mine. I didn't write this. I <laughs> did. Question number three. What is the name of his production company? Hint. Robert Downey Jr. owns this production company. Hence it being his. Hint. It is not Tropic Thunder. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Why is Bree's answer Tropic Thunder? All her answers are Tropic Thunder. Is that the only movie you saw, Sabrina? What superhero does he play? Tropic Thunder. (laughs) That is true. You're the only one. (laughs) Question number four. What famous actor was his roommate when he first got to Hollywood? Hint, it's not Ben Stiller from Tropic Thunder. (laughs) Get Tropic Thunder out of your minds. Ben Stiller's really hit and miss with me, but Tropic Thunder is one of my favorites. Tropic Thunder and Zoolander. I like them in Meet the Foxers. Zoolander's okay. No, Zoolander is I know, it's your everything. I love the yeah. first Zoolander. The second one's okay. I didn't even see the second yeah, one because I didn't want to ruin the first one. I like Night at the Museum, but it's really... Oh, I do enjoy that. Judging by Basic last week, I thought there's something about Mary had a bigger influence on Chris. <laughs> 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 Question number five. What actor covered the insurance bond for Downey so he could return to films... After rehab. I should have paid more attention while writing this. <laughs> All right. Pencils down. Question number one. What superhero does he play? Everybody. Iron, Iron Man. Man. I am Iron Man. Question number two. For which film did Robert Downey Jr. earn his first Academy Award nomination? Sabrina. I still put Tropic Thunder because I thought maybe it was a trick question. Laura. I put Ayo. <laughs> Famous movie A. That's it. Did you Hoo-ah. see the, Did you see the sequel to AO? <laughs> no. It's called Gotta Let Go. <laughs> Alright. Hoo-ah. That's what I meant to write. <laughs> Jail. <laughs> Chaplin. Chaplin is the correct. 
Yeah, I would have never guessed that. <laughs> Question number three. After what I is- said who, I was like, eh, I was Chaplin. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, you of all people. I was like, I don't have to cover this answer up. She's going to know it. I just wasn't thinking. Question number three. What is the name of his production company, Laura? Stark Industries. JL. Rehab is for quitters. Production company. Sabrina. RDJ Productions. Team Downey. He started it with his wife, Team Down. Oh. oh, well, that's cute. I thought that was his um, fabric softener line. Yes, it's <laughs> great. great fabric softener. You know what I like is yeah. the beads you put in the wash now. I can't live without those. I do enjoy Whoever those. invented those, you got my money for life. Yeah, because we have no money, and yet I had to buy a $20 <laughs> bottle of fabric beads the other day. I do, I do like the fabric beads, because if I forget them in the wash, which I often, like do quite a bit, I'm like, no, they're still fine. Yeah. Because they still smell. I just nice. smell my shirts all day. Because <laughs> he's not wearing them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Question number four: What famous actor was his roommate when he first moved to Hollywood? Jail. John Nelson. Sabrina. I still went with Ben Stiller because <laughs> I thought it was a trick question. <laughs> Laura. Dude Law. <laughs> what if I said twenty-four? Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, that's right. Now I remember. <laughs> all, all those late nights of research are coming back to me now. <laughs> so coming back, come coming back to me now. I love 98 Degrees. <laughs> I thought that was Menudo. Question number five. <laughs> what actor covered the insurance bond for Downey so he could return to films after rehab? Laura. Mel Gibson. Sabrina. Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. How did you guys know that? It just made the most sense. He had like I had it in the script. Well, no, it, listen, that's the one originally. Lately, I was like, it wasn't no, no, in no. there. No, the first draft I had it oh. in the script. Well, I just figured it out because that's who they kept talking about him making a movie with. So I would only make sense that yeah. if he was going to give him a role, he would cover. This is the first quiz where you guys flunked out the first four <laughs> easiest answers. Um, we got the I first got three one. out of four, and then or three out of five. God. I can't count. Ugh. Anyway, sources for this script were Wikipedia, HelloMagazine.com, Robert Downey Jr., The Fall and Rise of the Comeback Kid by Ben Falk, Behind the Music featuring Human League, and ProProfs.com. Also, my lone issue of Vanity Fair that I have sitting in my bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote this on the toilet, folks. Uh, sitting on the toilet. It's where I have all my best material. There were things in that quiz that even I didn't know about myself. Now, back to my story. I would make Due Date with Zach Galifianakis and make some more Marvel movies. Made a third Iron Man movie with Shane Black and upset some fans when it came out. How'd you do that? Fans of the comic didn't like a portrayal of Iron Man's arch nemesis, the Mandarin, in the film. We made him an actor and not the threat he is in the comic. It really got them riled up. Yeah, I don't like the Mandarin either. Why not? Did he not meet your expectations either? No, it's because I just find him annoying. Annoying? May? How can you say I'm annoying? Oh no, not you again. Wait, that's the Mandarin? He's just a... Just a what? Huh? Just a what? A tiny orange? Yeah, a tiny orange. You're a tiny orange. Oh, look at me. I'm the Mandarin. I'm a tiny orange. Look at the tiny orange. We are. I'm a tiny orange, all right, and this tiny orange would have saved your movie if I was in it. I would have been, I would have been like, look at the tiny orange. Who is going to defeat Iron Man and take over the world? Nobody would have seen it coming. I didn't see this coming. That's fine. Go on. Do your little interview and never forget the Mandarin. I never forget about the tiny orange. That was odd. Also, I think the tiny orange left something in my Iron Man helmet. He didn't leave anything in the helmet. Those are fishbowl facts. Fishbowl facts? Fishbowl facts. Yeah. They're random facts that kind of show up during our show to give the listeners some extra knowledge about who we are with. Here, let us show you. Fishbowl fact number one. Pretty in Pink's Molly Ringwald has revealed that she pushed for Robert to get the part of Ducky in the hit 80s flick, but producers decided to give the role to John Cryer instead. Lame. Fishbowl fact number two. Robert revealed that he loves attending comic conventions, saying... I feel like I'm the mayor of Comic-Con. My normal life seems incredibly dull and passive, but when I'm at Comic-Con, I'm a deity. I had a weird moment because you were reading yours and I was reading mine in my head, and I'm like, these words don't line up with what you're reading. (laughs) Maybe I'm on drugs. (laughs) 
fishbowl fact number three. One of his first loves was Sarah Jessica Parker. Parker and Parkner. She changed her name to Parkner afterwards. Yeah, she was his partner and Parker at the same time. She was his driver Probably. and partner. <laughs> Who he met while being an extra on the set of Girls Just Want to Have Fun. The lovebirds were together for seven years beginning in 1984 before they split over his alcohol and drug use. Fishbowl fact number four. In, his early, in the early days of his career, the struggling actor bust tables at his Soho restaurant. Fishbowl fact number five. Robert married his first wife, singer Deborah Falconer, after dating for just 42 days. They have a son, Indio, who's now 21. Fishbowl fact number six. Robert Downey Jr. purchased the former home of Charlie Chaplin a few years prior to landing the role of the silent film legend. Fishbowl fact number seven. His family name was Elias? His, yes. His family name was Elias until his father changed it to Downey in the 1950s. Fishbowl fact number eight. Robert collects cars. He has a Corvette, Bentley, Volvo, a Mustang, some Audis, a Porsche, and a Mercedes. And more. Fishbowl fact number nine. Robert loves his sunglasses. He is hardly seen without a colorful pair. Wow. He is hardly seen without a colorful... I can't read that. (laughs) I can't read today. He is hardly seen without a colorful pair of specs and is said to be partial to the Ray-Ban brand. Good thing you got the most words in the script. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's all about me. (laughs) (laughs) Again, with the facts, I didn't even remember myself. I really shouldn't have done so many drugs for all those years. Well, I think you got us up to date and everything in your life. This was a fun interview. Yes, I told you pretty much everything, so I guess it's time to say goodbye. Yeah, it's probably time for us to go. Thank you for taking some time to tell us a little about yourself. Thank you, Mr. Stark. This is interesting. I hope we can do it again sometime. Thank you for this weird flashback on my film career and drug problems. Now, if you don't mind, I have a sing-along with Elton John to get to. Can I get some blood tonight? It's what I need in my nose. I'll have Jarvis call him now, Elton. Cocaine! Would it be too much to ask if we could save for the movie as well? I don't see why not. Let me get Jarvis to get more cocaine then. No, 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 no. You don't have to do that. I mean, if you could get him to get more beer, that would be great. Just save me a spot on the end of the couch for me to sleep on. I'll take some pineapple bubbly. Anything else? No, let's watch the movie. Jarvis, start the movie, please. All right, sir. Starting airplane. Starting what? Snakes! I can't believe I forgot Snakes on a Plane. Snakes on a Plane. Such a great movie. Might be my favorite airplane movie. (laughs) Seems like it should be better than what it was. But when you know what's the best part is that it started off as a joke. Right. Yes. And it broke in Entertainment Weekly, and then Samuel Jackson was like, (laughs) I'll make that movie. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, yeah, why not? I'm sure he said some other things in there, but, yeah. you know, it's Samuel Jackson trying to keep oh, the E off of this. On a mother <laughs> Keenan Thompson punching a snake is my favorite part. I like that Keenan Thompson claims that he can fly a plane and all he's ever done is play on Sony PlayStation any of the games on there. That's uh, how he flies. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can la- he can land a plane. What, what have you played? Uh, Top Gun on the PlayStation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I forgot. I thought you were talking about in real life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see what you have to say on Facebook. You mostly just rattle off the movies you liked. <laughs> Wait, that wasn't what we were supposed to do? I wrote back to school like seven times. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that's what we did in the script. Then I ranked every Iron Man movie. Well, movie that he was Iron Man One, in. three, Civil two. War. Oh, no, the Avengers ones are in there, oh, too. Okay. So, you know. Yeah, he's in a bunch. Uh, some Spider-Mans. Somehow Incredible Hulk still ranked higher than Iron Man 2. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren said, I couldn't think of a better actor to play Tony Stark slash Iron Man. His wit and sarcasm are what made me enjoy his character and persona. The bond he established with Tom Holland was such a great match on screen. I also love the Sherlock Holmes trilogy. Him and Jude Law had great chemistry. Wait, I didn't think there was three movies. Though. Not yet. That's the third what? one is in production right now. Apparently, Lauren is... 
in production with them because she's already seen it. <laughs> she's time traveling. She's a time traveler. Why did she come back to 2020 then? <laughs> she's a Terminator. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. This is Lauren we worked with. Oh. And now it makes sense. Well, no. Why did you say, oh, she was perfectly fine? No, she was. I don't know why Because she's a time (laughs) traveler. Maybe I was just disappointed if she was a time traveler, why she wouldn't let me know and take me with her. Because I would like to leave 2020. It's not bigger in there, apparently. Apparently. (laughs) Only room for one person. Susan said, love everything about RDJ. RDJ is my boyfriend. I love all the Marvel movies. Especially. Is Not sure married? if you figure that out yet. Thank Shh. you for letting me know, Susan. The restraining order is coming in. <laughs> uh, Keith said, great weird science. Chris says, amazing actor and what a comeback. Jennifer just says, weird science. Phil says, kiss, kiss, bang, bang. He <laughs> <laughs> really did just leave movie yeah, titles. Just left movie titles. Amazingly, Tropic Thunder is not listed once, and I feel like that's what we referenced throughout the most in the script. Yeah, and Iron Man. Well, Tama. It's probably because it's not politically correct, guys. Yeah, I know. That's why it's not. They actually uh, did an interview with Robert Downey Jr. not too long ago, and he said he doesn't regret doing the blackface because it fits the role perfectly. It's perfect, and it's a parody of himself. And he actually said that the biggest influence on that role was himself and how some actors take things so seriously and right. he realized he was really parodying himself while yeah. making the movie. Well, it was him and Chaplin all over again. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole point of the blackface. It's not like they just did blackface to do blackface. No, there's a, it's, there's it's a, served a greater purpose. Yes, exactly. And they address yeah. how blackface is bad in the movie, too, yeah. if you yeah. pay attention to it. It's. Um, I feel like it's now getting hate that Blazing Saddles does from people who just don't understand Gene Wilder. I love Blazing Saddles. Saddles. But Tropic Thunder is a great movie. It's one of my favorites of Ben Stiller movies. You know what's also one of my favorite things is Laura trying to organize the script at the end of the show. (laughs) (laughs) We all just threw it on the floor like it's organized. I'm attention. Tama says, I love him. Sue says, I'm a fan. I especially loved him in Zodiac. Ooh, yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. Terry says, love him, and how he put his life back together and stayed sober. On that note, Less Than Zero is my favorite. It's been forever since I've seen Less Than Zero. I don't think I've ever seen it. I don't think I have either. Uh, Downey gives a BJ to somebody for drugs. Oh. Lizzie says, considering all the drugs he's done, he has aged well. He really has. Yeah, yeah. True. Not like Paul Rudd. <laughs> Nobody ages Nobody like Paul Rudd. Nobody ages like Paul Rudd. Well, that's because he doesn't age. Nope. It's true. Paul Rudd and Patrick Stewart are Highlanders. I feel Maggie Smith is right up there, too, because Maggie Smith yeah. is always old-looking. I don't know if you can count Patrick Stewart in that, because... That man has looked the same for 30-some years. I know, but when like, when you think of Patrick Stewart, and you think of... I mean, he's had a career before that, but his big induction into the like famous... Was Picard. Was Picard, and he's already old when he played Picard. Right, but I mean, he played Professor uh, Z X X X Y and Z. He played (laughs) all of them, and he was old. You know, they're old characters. I know it's so tough to play Professor X. You just sit around in a chair and say that you can read people's minds. (laughs) I think my favorite thing that I saw was like somebody was like, "If he's so powerful with his mind, why can't he make his legs work?" I did see that. <laughs> Though my favorite thing, going back to Paul Rudd, I saw a meme earlier of the Avengers age, and, he's and it's so like insane. everybody looks old. Yeah. It shows Steve Rogers at the end of Endgame, and like all the other Avengers looking old, and then there's Paul Rudd just like looking like himself. Yep. You know what's going to happen to Paul Rudd is he's going to look that young forever, and then one day he's just going to age a hundred years in one day. <laughs> so what you're telling me is it's the picture of Dorian Gray right now. Yes. There you go. Okay. And finally, Mary says, play that. love him and everything from back to school to now. His Sherlock Holmes is awesome. Going to Twitter. Oliver Yaw says, Gen Z teenagers discovering that Robert Downey Jr. did blackface in Tropic Thunder <laughs> and that J-O-J-I. J-L. Jude Law. Jude Law. I don't know. Once played a character that was the definition of extreme intentionally offensive humor are like the last kids in class to learn that Santa Claus isn't real. He's not real? What? I guess they're saying that the Gen Z people are late on the boat for discovering that Robert Downey Jr. did blackface. What do you mean, you people? 
<laughs> really, you need to see the movie before you get upset that he did blackface. I'm sure there's a lot of people never even seen. The I'm movie. just the dude playing the dude <laughs> who's playing another dude. Yeah, exactly. He's playing an all. <laughs> he's an American actor playing an Australian actor, actor who's playing, playing a black, black guy man. who yeah. went yeah. under a controversial treatment to dye his skin. skin. <laughs> yeah, I mean the writing of that is just brilliant alone. <laughs> Wide Eye Sparkle says, Hear me out, Tom Holland, as Ellie in The Last of Us HBO show. It's a big yes for me. And Robert Downey Jr. as Joel would be a serve. So I guess he's excited. I don't. I never played The Last of Us video game, but he wants those two characters to be in an HBO show. Medusa's Wi-Fi says, I just found out Robert Downey Jr. is a cottagecore, is a cottagecore AF and lives in a windmill. Cottagecore AF? Yeah. As... Yeah, and lives in a windmill. I don't think that's true. I don't... I don't think he does live in a windmill, but... Though him and Tom Holland's interactions are really good together. They did send a picture of uh, Robert Downey Jr. standing in front of a windmill, so you know that's not photoshopped. (laughs) (laughs) Normally we post a picture of the beer of the show that we do and everything like that. This time, I think we're just going to post a picture of Robert Downey Jr. in front of a windmill. Oh, that's a great idea. All right, let's go to the phones. Hello, this is Bruder. I enjoyed when Robert Downey Jr. played the puppy. It makes me cry. The only other time I cry is when I accidentally listen to your show but that's a different sadness (laughs) (laughs) can't be any worse than when he went on that tour of the office with us (laughs) yeah he was miserable in real life too i know at least he's consistent yeah um so apparently um as of at least 2018 robert downey jr and his wife really do live in a late 19th century windmill folly originally built as a playhouse and later transformed into a full-fledged residence um it resides in east hampton well i take that back medusa wi-fi still gonna be the picture for this episode yes definitely will be the picture i'd actually already done the promo stuff but i'll redo it because that's a great picture yeah all right well let's revisit the beer cooler Never gonna wait. Drag ever color. Never went away. Never went away. Drag a color. Boom. Perfect. So tell us about this blackface beer again. It is from. <laughs> Sabrina almost spit out her drink. <laughs> oh, it was this close to coming out my nose. That's, yeah, that's what she said. Yay. Would have burned. Yes, it would have. It's from Stone Brewery. It's their Tropic of Thunder Lager. It's got a nice 5.8% ABV. It is a tropical lager. And yeah, what does everybody think? Well, I will start. Um, I didn't think it finished bad. It still doesn't finish bad an hour into this. Maybe it's just their IPAs then. It's, and that says a lot coming for me. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Um, it does have that hoppy finish, but it doesn't linger. I'm tasting a little bit of citrus in it. Um, I would probably, I would probably do three of these. This is a middle of the road beer for me. It's not hitting it super hard, as in, gosh, I need some more. But it's not one of those that I would turn away if it was thrust into my hand at a rave. When do you go to a rave? Uh, in my dreams. Oh, I love that song by Dokken. How about Heart? Mm, Dokken's better. Okay, he has better hair plugs. <laughs> Laura. I like heart. Well, I have to say, I've thoroughly enjoyed the Kona Spiked Island Seltzer. It's really good. <laughs> We're not reading um, that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry, guys. Um, this one starts off very hoppy to me. The Tropic of Thunder. Yeah. It's like really hoppy. I would almost think I was drinking an IPA. But it's a lager. Instead of a lager. Um, although, contrary to what JL said, it finishes better than it starts. So... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's what she said. So, um, I I'm gonna give it a two. I don't really like it, but if this is what you were telling me, I had to drink. I'd probably drink two of them. A surprisingly low rating coming from you. No, no, it's Why? about right. 
Yeah, I know. I was just being sarcastic. <laughs> oh, I was like, no, like, <laughs> no, no. I'm gonna be the total realist on this one. No, that's if it right. didn't that's start out so her. hoppy, it would be better. I didn't think it started hoppy. I don't. I don't think it starts hoppy. hoppy. And I drink hops. It's like my like beers hops. have hops in them. I'm gonna go back to my my starfruit lime, island seltzer. All right. Well, the most descriptive of us who rate beers, Sabrina. <laughs> um, it. Six. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm ready to do my rating. Then Sabrina's done. <laughs> um, no, for me, it started out better than it's finished. Um, I'm getting towards the, <laughs> getting towards the tail end of the can, and it's just it seems rather foamy to me. Because you let it sit too long. Probably. I tried to save some for the end of the show, so I, I have two more cans. <sighs> but it 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 does have a strong hop taste. I don't particularly mind that so much, so I'm okay with that. Um, it's got a fruitier, citrusy taste. Overall, I'd give it a three. Wow, that's kind of low for you. You yeah. can't use the same joke, Chris. No, no, no. Oh, it's yeah. not a joke. Uh, it's true. Yeah, it's actually, yeah. I, was I thought about, like I said, I, I thought about giving it a four, but just she likes, the tail end of the can. Hops and, I do. And it's it's hoppy, so. But I was it's just the getting down to the bottom of the can. I like that hops. Yeah. Last bit is just kind of throwing me off okay all right beer master you know it doesn't have that typical aftertaste that i've gotten from prior stone beers it is a little citrusy you do get a little sweetness in there but i feel there's a dry aftertaste at the end uh, so it's hoppy a little sweet and then a little dry at the end it's not a terrible beer i think it's a good lager uh, i could definitely drink a few of these by that i mean four so it's it's a good one it would not be my go-to and all that but it's definitely, it's a good one. Chris, how did you rate the can? I never asked. Oh, the can, I would rate a five. All their cans have, like, their labels have the same devil, devil demon-looking dude on there. Yeah, it's a devil, and behind them is, like, a beach. Yeah. Tropical paradise. It's like they hijacked a cone of beer and yeah. put the demon's face on there. Yeah. And uh, I'm not a big brown. I don't like brown. It's browns, a cream-colored. But this, this, this... It's very pleasing, tanny, creamy. Yeah. I would say it's more tan than cream. It's an olive. No, mm. olive, it's not green enough. I'm going to come up with like different like colors a, the whole time. A yellowy. It's a burnt umber. Yeah. Maybe more of a taupe. Is that even a word? It is a word. I think it's more yellowy than a taupe. I think it's brick. Yeah. What's a taupe? It's like Close a... Like khaki. Yeah. All right, this nice khaki can. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's amazing. There are even pockets on it, too. So it really is. Cargo pants. This cargo can. It's amazing. I got a six pack, but really there's like a 12 pack. Did in you there. guys read the Gulligan Island story on the back? I try, but it's too small. I kind of got bored halfway through. Yeah. Yeah. You can read it on your own. Yeah. I wonder if it'll but, color match. But what I like is that it's considered an independent craft beer, and I like getting craft beers for everything. So yeah. this is definitely a good one. I mean, well, that's always four, good too because everybody's had Bud Light and yeah, I Pabst think Blue Ribbon. A three or four is definitely good for a craft beer, like for an overall rating. It's like a tea color. Tea. So what no, you're telling me is, is like I a... tea bagged you with this beer. Yeah. I would say maybe a coffee cream, like cream creamer and coffee yeah. more than yeah. tea. I this can't is exactly the color, color I do with my like coffee. Milk. Yeah, unless you put tea and milk together, yeah, yeah, I guess so. Seventy-one episodes of this, people. Seventy-one episodes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do put the Squirrel. we do put the beer on the website, so if you want to check out the color, you can see <laughs> yes, there. which quite honestly is the only way that I've gone to buy beer without repeating any. Yeah. Is the can color? No, yeah, by go can color. <laughs> can color and going to prior episodes oh. because it tells what beer it is right away. Mm -hmm. That we've done because I'll be there and I'll be like, have we done this beer? Oh, I need to check. It'd on probably this. be a lot easier than me messaging you guys and being like, did we do this beer? Wait it's... a minute, have we had a chartreuse can yet? Because <laughs> what chartreuse? No, it's like a bright. I'm a green. dude. I only know basic colors. You know, red, blue, we green, haven't had a fuchsia pink. One. Oh yeah, fuchsia. We can get a chartreuse and fuchsia. I still don't know what chartreuse is. The website is actually a great. Uh, resource for anybody who's interested in beers i've often used the website and uh it gives all the what beers the we've ever had chris? since show one <laughs> what podcast what is the 42. website chris it is podcast 42 show.wordpress.com but um where else can we be found chris we can be found i think sabrina's done with the show <laughs> everywhere <laughs> we can be found 
Everywhere that you can find podcasts. Like Congrats. where? But what I was saying is... Like Spotify? <laughs> what I was saying is, before you're trying to distract me, is squirrel. All the beers are listed there with pictures and all the ratings from show one all the way up until our tan beer today. I'm not in show Khaki. one. And I've often I've gone to the, the website khaki. and looked at the beers to see what I might like to buy. Some khaki. If you want my creative ratings, <laughs> six 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 three. <laughs> <laughs> All of sixes are on there, and the three will be up there sometime. Yeah. there haven't been this many sixes on the show since Keely guest starred for three episodes. <laughs> If you want to make subjections or subjections, (laughs) we will take either. If you'd like to subject to us, you can email us at podcast42show at gmail.com. Or if you want to leave us any messages on any show topics or anything else you would like, what's that number, Sabrina? Because it's not on the banner. It is 727 238 and what network are we on? What part of the Podfix network, Chris? Very good. Who did our artwork? It is done by, is it Cute Panda? It yeah, is. Yep. It's, it's Cute, Cute Panda. Panda. Hey, who sings my theme song? My kids. Who sings and the original Cray- version? <laughs> <laughs> Not the remix. Cremo. And you can find both Cute Panda and Cremo on Facebook under their respective names. And not only does Cremo sing the beer cooler song, but he sings that catchy intro and outro, outro song, too. Why can't I talk all of a sudden? Because <laughs> unlike me, you can't talk normal. I can't read from a script. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, we also have a Patreon page for those that are interested. And you can find us on Patreon under Podcast 42. We would love some patrons. We could use some help in order to continue to buy our beer and paper and stuff for scripts. That would be great. And it's $3 a month. It's not that much. It won't break, break the bank. We have recently added live shows where we just chit-chat about anything. And you can <laughs> catch us live on Spreaker um, usually every other week at this point. And you can join into the conversation by uh, going to Spreaker.com backslash podcast 42 yeah. you'll see the show playing there's a little chat bubble there you hit the chat bubble you can type and we will respond yeah, yeah. speaking of which thank you again susan grace for for uh joining us last week for our live show yes until we had, until we had technical issues. difficulties yeah. maybe um, you can even throw out a suggestion for a future show for us to do yes yes yeah um and of course you can find us on facebook and the official facebook group um podcast 42 excellent well, I am Christopher DeVos. I'm Sabrina Pierre. J.L. Schroes. I'm Laura. Bye. Stay fresh, cheese bags. Catch you on the flippity flap. Shh. Poop. <laughs> Gong. <laughs> I might think, I think the ploop is a little better than the gong. <laughs> I like the plooping over the gonging. Speaking of which, I gotta go. <laughs>
Robert Downey Jr. Ha, ha. 